0: Introvert. God can still use us, we gotta put a fuck. in my safe place, in yeah, my safe space. Yeah. I can let my hair down without feeling out of place. Yeah. yeah. So let's say uh-huh. you're you, What's up, what's up, everybody? This is Ashley McMillan, and you're listening to Offer Introverts, aka AI, and we out chill. And so Happy New Year, Happy Black History Month, Happy Black History Year. It's been a while, but it was to come back and be better. And so um, I welcome everybody that's been rolling with me for a while. It's a little weird that I'm sitting up here talking to this camera. Um, But welcome to everybody that's never heard of me, don't know my name, don't know anything about the rest of the seasons, welcome! So we're going to be talking about why I chose to leave a seven-year firefighter career and uh, a little bit on the things that happened during my time there. And if you see me looking down, I'm looking at my computer so I can make sure I am staying on track because I can kind of go off into something else that I didn't even write, which that probably will happen anyway, but I'm just saying. Um, But hopefully I can leave you with some encouragement because there's a reason why I'm sharing it. I'm not just sharing it, just to be sharing it. And so we're gonna go at the end of that we're gonna discuss a giveaway so give it away some merch Mm, 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 i know y'all like free stuff because i do too i don't know what you gonna do okay anyway so um yeah we're gonna do that so we got a lot to cover so let's get into it so one of the things um i've heard that and kind of encouraged me to share this was that um your story is not to is not look i'm already messing up words Your story is not meant to be your fortress. Your story is meant to be your fuel. And so that kind of helped me kind of go forth because I know it's going to help encourage somebody else. So um, after several hard years of working with the fire department um, as a firefighter paramedic, that was my position. um, I got to a place in my journey where I could no longer give um, any more of myself to this career I don't know if you ever felt like that with, with people or, or a job or somewhere, but it's just like, I have nothing else to give. And, um, that's what it got to, but I'm pretty sure you're wondering like how in the world you get there, but that's what we're going to discuss. So with this career, it was the most I've ever stretched myself physically, mentally, emotionally. Okay. And so it was very demanding. So I do have respect for those that work these long hours, um, 24 or 12 hour shifts, on busy trucks and ambulances and some days you don't really get to eat to like hours into your job, stuff like that. My hat goes off to you. I'm not taking my hat off, but I salute you. Um, But I'm about to share... What I'm about to share, um, just know that I have an understanding that this is not everyone's experience. Not everyone will experience what I experience, especially if you don't look like me. Um, And so... It will be, um, but this is like my individual journey. This is what I went through. And so that's, you know, that's that. And um, with this career, it was, um, I'm repeating myself. Let me back uh, up. All right, so, whoa, 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 whoa. So what's funny is that when I begin this podcast, um, I announced what my profession was at the beginning, but I also made like a comment. I was like, you know, I'm there in this season. And I had no idea that, you know, months later I was actually going to be leaving like I didn't have plans to to be gone you know of course I kind of I wanted to but that didn't mean that I was actually going to do it because it's it's somewhere that's secure but we are gonna talk about that I don't want to get ahead of myself so I'm not sure if I'll ever go back into that field I'm not sure you know but God will let me know um if that's the case or if that's something that I need to do but other than that you know that's it all my firefighter stuff are in like all that stuff is in shadow boxes on the wall So as memories, Um, but I always I've always been drawn to like um, military structures, Um, like most of I think, if not all my mom's side of the family, everybody went to like some kind of armed forces like the Air Force, the Marines, the Army. And so I've always been drawn to things like that. Like I almost went to the Air Force like at least three times in my life. And if you didn't know, the fire departments, they are kind of based off kind of military structure. So that's why you have your uh, your firefighters, your captains, your engineers, your lieutenants and chiefs and all the other stuff. So it kind of, not everything is like that, but it has a little bit of military structure. So that's why I explained that. So anyway, so um, I developed a relationship with the Lord um, back when I was a teenager. So I knew him well before get, even... Thinking about a career like this or getting into this kind of career field, I already knew the Lord and I knew who I was in Him. And so um, I never knew how long I would actually be there because I knew who I was and I knew some things that God had shown me years back that I would be doing. I never knew, you know, how long I would be there. But my goal was to basically, you know, do everything I could do while I was present and there and to promote and go as far as I could while I was there. And so, um, if I was there, I was there. And so almost every year, I think I was in school for something. And so I started, um, at the bottom, I started as just a single cert EMT and I worked my way up and you know, I met some, some really great people in those years. Um, they've earned my respect and will probably always have it at the same time. Of course I met, um, some people that just, that really sucked. Like I met some terrible people. Um, that showed no morals, no character, um, and will lie and just throw you right on up under the bus just to save their behind, save their neck, save face. And I'm not talking about patients. I'm talking about co-workers. Co-workers. That, that played a big part. But yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, met some great ones, met some terrible ones. But honestly, like people like that is all. they're all over the world. It's not just at the fire department that I was at. It's not just at um, fire departments period is, is anywhere. And I'm pretty sure you probably met some of those people where it's just kind of like, why are you here? But anyway, um, but those types of people I encounter, I experienced and I believe, um, a lot of those, they just don't have to go in a book. It's it's too many, too many. But if you would like to know more about some of the situations that, uh, I had come up and how I handled them, um, just let me know down in the comments below Um, because this is more so like a condensed version uh, of certain things I'm sharing. So I can't share every detail, but I'm getting, I'm giving you a little bit. So um, now the reason I left, my left and my experiences, you know, they can be separated um, in certain areas and then other areas where they can't really be separated. Um, you just kind of like go together like white and rice. Did I say that right? Is it white on rice? You know what? Never mind. Anyway, so when I started this career, I really did enjoy it. 24 on, 48 off. So I got one day I'm working, and two days I'm off. I wasn't married yet when I started. I have, I have no kids. I didn't have a dog, um, and so that was that was cool. That was what was needed at the time. It, it, you know, it did what it needed to do. And so I still remember my first shift. It was like my first super late call, like 1, 2 in the morning. And I think the tones went off. I'm pretty sure I got up and ran into the wall. I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what happened. And I just know I was on a busy box. And I'm, when I say box, I'm referring to the ambulance. So I was on the ambulance for like my first shift or whatever. And, you know, on and off during my career. But we call it the box. And so I quickly learned that it was the crew and your partner that basically made life and work a lot like a lot more smoother for you, especially if you're spending that amount of time um, with people. And so I learned a lot of lessons. I learned how to navigate uh, around people and with people. Um, in some people's journeys in the fire department, it just excels. It just goes up. Um, mine more so looked like, we oh, 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 oh. So that's how, that's how my journey looked. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, if you got with the right people at the right station from, from Git, you know, you will probably have a better experience than I did. And I promise, um, it's like I ended up working with, I'll just say it. I ended up working with like some of the worst people, um, that were at the department because it's so many people, but why end up working with them? Like I will end up working with them and I'm like, dang, You know, let me get a break. But, you know, that's a story in itself. But it definitely uh, challenged and molded me. Talk about somebody uh, testing your character. But anyway, that's not the point right now. So I didn't realize until, like, uh, 2021 that um, that would be my last year. And how I felt about the career was actually going to be complete opposite of um, what I felt at the beginning. Like, what I felt at the beginning, it was just... Flip that coin. That's how I felt when I left. And so what drew me to the fire department is that I could help people along with having a career that was more so family oriented, right? And so I thought that was a great thing. And then I got there and I quickly saw and learned that the family oriented part was like less dominant and it was more cliquish depending on where you were and, you know, where you were in the department and who you knew. And so, um, my very first crew, that was probably like one of the best crews I had for the entire time. It's like, I started at the top and kind of, kind of went, you know, downward. I didn't end with a terrible crew, but it just, it was never like how it started. And so, um, you know, that first crew, they treated me like a sister, you know, we worked hard. Um, together, but we we had fun together. Like we had a lot of fun. We ate dinner together. Like we we were bonded. We would pray before our dinners. And um, the only reason I was moved from that station, if you would ask, like, well, why you left, was because coming in from the onto the fireside, a lot of things are based off seniority when it comes to picking your station. Well, at the fire department that I was at, and so it was based off seniority. So me just coming in as a firefighter EMT, I was kind of at the bottom. You know, I, I had just got there, so I didn't have any seniority. So when the bids came along, mean you can pick a spot that's open, but if you get it or not, that's based on where you are in the list. So since I was at the bottom, somebody came for me, and I pretty much lost my spot there. And so um, after that crew, it was just hit or miss um, with the crews that I worked with. When I would have a good one, it's like I would not have them long. For whatever reason, I wouldn't be able to work with them long. But, um... I didn't really want to go to paramedic school because I had observed from my observation that as a paramedic, uh, as a paramedic, you had um, most of, if not all the responsibility on scene with patients, um, but you were treated the worst. And so um, if you aren't like an engineer or higher, then you would just kind of be stuck on the box. That's That's just what that was. And now there are special people, out there, because I've, I've either worked with some or I know some, there's special people that can work on the box for years, and they would love it. It like it don't phase them. They don't mind it. Um, that was never part of my plan when I said I wanted to become a firefighter. So I just, that's not something I necessarily wanted to do. I don't want to be riding around on the ambulance. But um, my last year with the fire department as a firefighter paramedic, being on the ambulance, it pretty much it wore me down. It wore me out. And when I say I could physically feel the life being sucked out of me, that's what that was. Um, I literally did. And I tried to stay, I tried to move into a different position or different positions, like training, but no door would open for me. like Na none, nada would open for me. And so my opportunity to promote as an engineer came up for a second time. and um, I felt like I was finally in a position to, Um, Focus solely on that because the other times when that position would, you know, promotions would come up, I was in the middle of like doing paramedic stuff or my attention was somewhere else and I didn't want to veer off to do something else because I figured one thing needed all my attention. And so, um, earlier in the year, I had, um, I tried to promote and did, I did the written, um, but I believe because I didn't study correctly, that's why I didn't pass. So, that's why we just automatically on the second go. And so um the end of the year came, but by the time that came, it was like I was at a crossroads. Like this is either gonna work or it's not gonna work. And so by then I was completely exhausted, even the more, and even more things had transpired. You know, just dealing with people. People be people be peopling. I tell you, boy, people just be peopling and I don't be you can keep the peopling. But anyway, I like I dreaded going to work. I hated it and uh of course I would always be professional I was always gonna do my job um I always treated my patients with care and respect because that's what I'm here for I just no longer I didn't get a chance to enjoy the other aspects of actually being a part of this so-called brotherhood sisterhood uh, because I was always gone when you're on the ambulance the time you you're gonna be gone because you got to transport you got to take that person to the hospital so when everybody else was like, all right, we're going to pack you up and we're going to go back to the station. I was like going for hours at a time, me and my partner. And, um, I couldn't experience that. And I could only experience that with certain people. And, um, I had joined the special ops team before I got into paramedic school. And so I got it. I, I, I applied to get a part of like the special ops team, but I didn't know that I got in until after I started paramedic school. Right. And so um, I was on the team, but after I became a paramedic, I just saw less and less of anything special. Um, and so, like for those that don't know, so the special ops team is a selected team of firefighters that can operate during higher level calls. So, like or higher level incidents uh, that may be rare, but they do happen, like confined space, structural collapse, uh, hazmat, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, like those things. And so. Um, I couldn't get on a special ops truck anymore, or for the most part, because I was a medic. I needed to fill the medic seat, and that was on the ambulance. You take that seat, you warm it, and you keep it. And so, uh, now don't get me wrong, I really do like to help. I like to serve people, um, but I didn't want to help. I wanted to help in a certain way, and this wasn't just, it wasn't cutting it anymore Um, for me. And so the career became more of a weight than a feeling or enjoyment, um, especially dealing with certain coworkers. You see that keep coming up, dealing with coworkers. Um, some people would, would get promoted, and it'll just automatically go to their heads. Like if they get promoted from Captain the Chief, for example, it just it go to their heads. And to me, I, I figured out during my years there, some battles are just not worth fighting it why um because i seen that it was there was these were character issues these were a part of people's character and my thought was like well i i feel sorry for them because they must not have any kind of respect or authority outside of this career um because that would mean like this is why you're acting this way here because you get a little bit of power you just You don't know how to treat and, and act and, you know, treat people. And it just goes, you just abuse your little bit of authority that you do have. And so for an example, if I'm having an issue with, you know, somebody that you cool with or your buddy and we, we get to you and you don't do absolutely nothing about it. You just, you take that person's side instead of actually being the leader or someone that you're okay. We ain't going to go there. We ain't going to go there. Um, but as a medic, I always, I was always stressed out. It just, it just ended up being it. I was always stressed out when I get home. By the time I'm actually like able to kind of release some of that stress, I have to go back and do it again. I'm just, I'm starting all over and it was a consistent cycle for me. And so, um, when I say that, uh, the opportunity to promote came back up again, I was at a crossroad, like I said, and in my career and I'm like okay Lord alright we gonna, we gonna have to talk we gotta talk I'm like okay God I am going to go all in on this like I'm gonna do I'm gonna study I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to pass this engineer test um, but if you do not allow this door to open this is my prayer y'all if you do not allow this door to open it must be time to go that was, that was it that was my prayer that was my deal with the Lord and um, so fast forward I passed my written exam, boom. I got the second highest in the class. So I'm ready, I got this. And so I blew that out of the water. I got to my practical, cause it was two parts. Got to my practical and I was literally right there. Like in baseball, when they landslide into home and they know they got it. And then somebody throw the ball real quick and call them out, that's what happened to me. Landslide into this position and we like literally like the last couple minutes of my promotion, God was like, dude, shut that door and was like, no, I said, No. And I was like, but, but I was, I was, but I was right there. I was right there, but I was heartbroken. I mean, I'm smiling and laughing about it today, but that is not what was going on that day. I still remember that moment and like no one knew the amount of weight I had placed on myself to pass this test. Like I think a few people knew, but I don't think they knew that I was really serious about like this gonna be, it's probably gonna be wrapping up if, if this don't go through. Um, and so in that moment, um, my main focus was just to pass this test. And so when I was at work, when I say I put out my all into it, when I was at work and I wasn't on a call, I was studying. I was somewhere up front or outside studying when I was at home, I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't barely going to the gym. I was, I was studying. So I was like either physically practicing on the truck or I was doing whatever, but I was making sure like, it ain't, it ain't no, I know I prayed this prayer, but it ain't no way that this not going, this not going to happen. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. This is what it's going to be. Um, so no one else knew that it was, this was a, a make or break moment for me. And so maybe, you know, like I said, a few people knew, but yeah. So all I remember at the very end of this test was, look, we know, you know what you're doing. I did. And it was just one thing. It's just kind of like, I, I, now I didn't black out, but I tuned out because I was trying to make sure I stayed calm. Like everything that I have been doing for years to try to get to this point. I was just trying not, like, you better not cry. You better not. Don't you let them see you cry. Don't you suck them tears up till you get to the truck. Don't you cry. And so they were talking, and I kind of tuned back in, and then I heard, you'll get it next time. Mm. And you know what? I believe that to be true. Had I stayed, I would have got it next time, but it wasn't going to be no next time. I'm done. I, I didn't say that, but it's just kind of, I just looked at, looked at the person and was just kind of like, mm-hmm. and so after they, whatever they say, I don't even know. I think they were done talking, but I just turned around and left. And, uh, I was the only one who knew it was over. I walked away. I had my head down and my heart was broke because like, you know, I wanted this thing so bad. You ever put energy into something and still like, it feel like you failed it. Like you studied for weeks for this test. Or longer and then you end up like not coming away with the A or the B or the C or just passing at all and so that's what happened got to that point and uh, like in basketball I left it all on the court and I noticed that um, as I started to kind of come come down um, I noticed that everything that I had actually found enjoyment in over time I had stopped doing to focus on this career like I literally did and I I never noticed that and had I passed I probably still wouldn't have noticed it because I was always trying to get to the next thing and I took some shifts off after that I literally was like mourning um, what looked like failure to me and normally you know there are retakes for this promotion normally not there's retakes for this promotion like you get one more chance to kind of show us that you can do it but surprisingly, they have changed it and made it a new rule when I went through. Ain't no retakes. Ain't none of that. Also, um, they said they weren't going to be adding in the written um, to, like, your final whatever. That was also new. So, at all these times, this promotion didn't happen. When I go through, this is what, what's going on. But that's all right. That's all right, you know. I was graced to do this for a season and this season looked like it was, it was coming to an end, um, whether I wanted it to or not. And I was trying to hold on to something God wanted me to let go of. That's my point. And it was hurting me as I tried to hold on to this thing longer than I needed to. It was, it was no longer edifying. It was no longer fulfilling anything, um, outside of a paycheck and benefits for me. Um, it had served its purpose, so to speak. It served its purpose, and I wonder how many of us actually do that a lot in different areas of our lives, whether it was, whether it's holding on to people or holding on to things, um, certain things that we need to let go of. And when we do that, it hurts us more to hold on to it than to just let it go. And so I knew there had to be some sort of major shift coming for me. Like, it got to be something, because... There was absolutely nothing else I can give to this career, like I said, um, and I was completely exhausted. I was done, and I had I kind of felt like nobody really cared. Like, oh, you know, oh, well, the tones drop. You gotta go get on your call. We can try to help a little bit, but and I'm appreciative of that, but it it didn't really. Yeah, I'm gonna just leave that there. I went to the Lord in prayer, and um. Everything was going on around me, everything that was happening. Um, after I was going to the Lord in prayer, it was it was basically pointing to the direction to exit. Exit stage left. Left is that way. And I meant like things were happening unrelated to the next, still pointing in this direction. Like this over here, no, no nothing, nothing to nobody know. This is what I'm dealing with, but everything's like the messages that I was hearing, like everything was pointing to like exit stage left. Exit stage left. And I know a lot of the times when God wants to make his directions known or clear when we haven't been listening or I haven't been listening because I've been so busy studying and working. Sometimes God gets to the point where He's gonna make it real obvious. This ain't no, I guess this is like, I need you to see this, you know? And, um, yeah, God had to literally close all doors, all possible exits. For me to uh, pay attention and, or for him to get my attention. Um, I had a pretty decent salary. Um, but I want you to understand that there are times when money is not worth your peace. And money is not worth your health. And I can have peace and guard my health in other ways, shapes and forms. And still serve people. But this was just not it for me anymore. And I don't know about you, but I have never in my life worked somewhere um, and felt like I was suffocating. Never. I never was somewhere and felt like I was suffocating. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, this is literally how I felt when I would have to go on a call. I would have to just kind of suck it up and, you know, do my job. Like, I'm going to always do that. But why do I feel like it's just like, I can't. <gasps> That's how I felt. And um, I couldn't breathe. So it was just like the Lord was really trying to get my attention. Like not only was the Lord trying to get my attention, it was my body telling me something too. When I say everything was pointing into the direction to exit, um, there was no way I can ignore it. And so truth be told, it was was scary. It was scary and exciting. Um, What do you think? What do you think? Uh, came to mind when everything was kind of pointing to this exit to leave. I'm gonna give you a second. I'm gonna let you think. Okay. Yes. Well, God, I still need money. I, I still need to, to survive. You know. Well, what about this and what about that? And um, I looked at Jesus. I kind of picture my picture him out standing on the water, and I was still in the boat along with the other people, just like Peter was. I was. I was, and I, I decided to step out on faith, and I told God, okay. I'm coming out there with you. And, um, I put my foot out of the boat and I started to walk on the water with Jesus just like Peter did. And after, um, dealing with some, like some heavy depression and, um, I prayed and I fasted, I asked God what was next and I made my decision to, um, follow the Lord out of my safe, comfortable and secure place. You get what I'm saying? And I literally, I literally received that peace that surpasses all understanding that we read in the word, but we do not really, sometimes we experience it, sometimes we don't, but I literally felt it. Like it just, it washed over me just like a gentle wave. And um, when that scripture says, like, you know, that peace that surpasses um, all understanding, it was that peace that surpasses um, things that didn't really make sense to me. You know, well, this don't make sense to leave a career and da, 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 da. that piece, it surpassed that. I had that piece that even though I didn't have all the answers yet, um, I just knew I got, I had directions to leave, but that piece surpassed that. That piece that, um, passed my mind, you know, what I could comprehend it. I had that piece that surpassed me understanding, um, what was going on, but I knew I was making the right decision because I was following God and I was following peace. And so with that, no one could talk me out of it. No one could take that away. No one could change my mind because I was sure about what I heard. I was sure about what I've been seeing. I was sure. I was sure that I was sure. And I began to put my, my works, um, with my faith because we know that Our faith without works is dead. You can't just have faith, but you got to start moving with it. So I made plans on how I need to handle things and take some actions. Because I was like, all right, God, if this is you, this is what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start moving. So they say you, I'm pretty sure you're going to have red flags up and, you know, whatever, whatever. But my coworkers, they didn't completely get it. But because of the type of moves that I was making, they kind of began to figure it out. Like, oh, she hit it out. And um, it was like a weight that was lifted off of me, though. You know, I was more than happy to give it to the Lord because you know His yoke is easiness, His burden is light. Because I sure was carrying the weight of the world. Um, so this was uh, probably, well, the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken. And uh, I stood at the edge of this huge cliff, and I didn't want to look back over my life, and I wanted to one and I would wonder what would have happened. Had I just leaped and trusted God versus, like, staying there and just sucking it up. Um, I could have stayed in a secure career, knowing I would get paid every two weeks, knowing that I would have benefits, all while still hating every second of actually being there, like, making my own life miserable. And uh, what kind of life is that to lead for anybody? And it's like, at that point, I would just be alive. I really wouldn't be living. And um, I didn't want to spend my entire life in a place that I no longer enjoy we have one life that is it and I begin to also like think differently it's like as soon as I kind of all right God you take this it's like I begin to think differently I never wanted to this is what I thought I never wanted to work that hard for someone else's vision and not my own and at the same time I was like well well what happened to my vision You know what I mean? It was just like these, well, what, what happened, baby (laughs) is, and it's not to say that you can't work somewhere and still work on your own um, personal dreams and visions, but this, it just wasn't for me at this time with this. And the last weeks there, I found out like other people actually do want to leave too, but they can't for whatever reason. And I just praise God for creating an opportunity for me to exit. You know, praise God for a husband who was supportive and in my decision, um, that was more than willing to give me the space to try to figure things out, uh, because he, he saw the effects of it. And so, um, with all of that, you know, my faith in God uh, ascended and, you know, I had the opportunity for my faith to be stretched, um, which is not always comfortable, but because, Um, it's not comfortable because I'm no longer leaning or depending on my own strength, but the Lord's and, um, and so I have ascending faith, you know? And so when you think about the word ascending, it means to rise from a lower level. It means to move up. It means to, um, go to a higher position, right? And so if you're moving upwards from a lower level, what do you think you're doing? You are growing. And so with that said, um, I know we're all on a different like different journeys and different spaces and we should all be like ascending in our faith though even with all that we should always be ascending in our faith ascending in our love walk, ascending and growing in how quick we forgive others ascending in our prayer time, ascending in how much we spend it in the word um, ascending our relationship with the Lord period we should just be growing as believers. you should never be stagnant or stand at the same place you get what I'm saying because if you're in the same place spiritually then you would like, that you was last year, that mean you ain't you ain't doing something. You should be moving. And so I wanted you all, I wanted to encourage all of you to basically be ascending in your faith. You know, in your own personal journey, be ascending in your faith by doing the types of things that I just named. And uh, Aqua Introverts Podcast is not just and only for introverts. Yes, it's a space for us, but it's not only for us, but it's for everyone who wants to grow and ascend in their faith. So, oh, let me, let me say my disclaimer right right now. I am not encouraging you to quit your job and leave your career. Let me throw that out there right now. That ain't even what we're doing. That ain't what we're doing. I'm sharing with you my personal journey and how I trusted God to lead me. So how is God leading you? So don't say it. Don't be going out there like awkward introverts. Ashley McMillan on the podcast, she was telling me to lead. No, I wasn't. Mm-mm, don't you lie on me. You better see God for yourself your oneself. anyway let me get back to it so if you ever took a closer look at me um, you would see I have scars on my knees on my shin on my elbows I had some stitches on my shin before um, it's a reminder that I tried something new some of it <laughs> I tried something new it's a reminder that I didn't stay comfortable or safe but I put effort towards something you get what I'm saying I tried something and certain things I kept trying and I didn't give up. And I know you can say, well, you gave up on firefighting. That was different. And ha- have you noticed that I never used the word quit? I never said I quit because I didn't quit. I evolved. I ascended into something better, something greater. And sometimes you're not going to get to that that greater unless you run into a wall or you fail at something. I fail. Well, yeah, you failed at something. So now you're able to go and look in another direction because this didn't work out. And so, um, but I would rather have these scars knowing that I took a risk to try something new versus never challenging myself and never reminding God of his promises to me. So so like, I want it all. I don't know about you, but I want it all. And a majority of the time, if you ever see someone that's great, someone that you think that's great and doing something like amazing, I want you to know that at some point they took a risk. Or they may still be taking risks. They had to, there probably was a lot of nights of hard work, tears, um, early mornings, early, early mornings, late, late nights, frustrating days, moments when things didn't just come together or come together as quick as you wanted them to. And greatness doesn't come without a risk. Point blank, period. Greatness does not come without someone taking a risk. Greatness comes when you leap when no one else would dare to. Greatness comes when you step out of the safety zone. And not everyone will move or has the strength enough to do that, but I believe that you do. And so how do you think you're going to get something that you never had? You have to do something that you never did. And when it concerns, when people be like, oh, think outside of the box, there is no box. Let's just say that. Ain't no box. Ain't no box. Ain't nobody, I know it ain't perfect grammar, but I don't care. There is in a box. And so basically with all that said, that, that concludes today's episode. And I wanted to encourage you um, with everything that I said. I, I hope and I pray that it was um, some kind of encouragement and helped you in some kind of way. But I encourage you to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed what, uh, what you heard. You can check out my merch for um, awkward introverts or Ascending Faith Apparel. Um, Check out the merch at ascendingfaithapparel.com. And I'm going to have it down in the link below. Um, But ascendingfaithapparel.com, that's where all the merch is. But since you made it to the end, I have a surprise for you. There is going to be a special giveaway. A special giveaway for you, for merch all right so since you made it to the end people love free stuff so this is what you can do these are the rules you need to first like this video and subscribe to this YouTube channel you got to do that you got I'm a I'm a check so that's the first thing you need to do like this video subscribe to this channel number two when you go to the website ascendingfaithapparel.com there will it'll be a pop-up for you to basically to give you some percentage off your um, your purchase so sign up for the uh, the text in the email just to help you out all right and so I'm gonna have this go on for like a week so everybody that purchased something in this first week starting the 9th the 9th February 9th through February 16th you have a week so everybody that purchased something off this website you're gonna be in a drawing to receive something free from the website so when we do the drawing I will literally send you something one thing free from the website and so um, that's the contest you got one week to do it. So head to the website, ascendingfaithapparel.com. And um, all the links and stuff will be at the bottom. If you don't follow me on Instagram and stuff like that, I'll put up my link tree. You can follow me or, or whatnot to stay up because we're going to come back here on February the 17th. It's a Friday and on YouTube and I'm going to announce the winners. So um, it depends on how this contest go. I may end up picking more than one winner. And if you are just listening audio via, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, just come follow the same rules. You still need to come, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube page. If you don't have an account, make an account. If you don't have enough, make it. No, i wait just playing. Um, So, yeah, do the same thing if you want to participate. And uh, that's it. That's it. I hope this blessed y'all. Um I appreciate y'all ch- chiming in, tuning in. I'm messing up and stuff like that. But it's all good because I am human. And last thing is... I'll let you, girl.